Guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us from a couple different people. They'd like us to react to the Call of Cthulhu video game trailer. Yeah. Now, this one came out during E3, but not as part of the conference. Is that correct? Right, which is why we didn't talk about it last week, because last week we focused on stuff that had appeared at the major conferences. Right. So where did this... How did this come about? It was just released as a part of E3, because there is a lot of stuff. There is a floor show, right? It takes place at the Anaheim or LA Convention Center. Okay. There's a full floor where there are indie games and there are other stuff like this. Right. That don't get featured at a major conference, but still come out at E3 because that's where E3 is used to be. This was the first year that they allowed the general public in, but used to be a thing where it was specifically for shareholders and you're right. holding like, here's what's coming from our company or invest in us because here's what we're doing and that sort of stuff. We're trying to get it to, hey, here's this game I made. Let's get it on Xbox and PlayStation. So it's basically, it used to be shareholders and media so that you could see what so that the media could broadcast what they're doing but like and it still is it's just now they have added a a, the ability for people just the general public to buy tickets and go to wait in four or five hour lines to play a 15 minute demo for a game that comes out in 2018 I mean some people are willing to do that yeah and to them I tip my hat like that's that's a lot of I I wouldn't mind going to see a conference yeah like going to the Sony conference once just to be like yeah like the way they did their conference, that would be really fun. Yeah. And just to sit through and hear all the things and see the acrobats and the waterfall and... <laughs> Weird lights and the band. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fun. But, it would be fun. So that's where stuff like Call of Cthulhu okay. wasn't talked about. Because we've known the game is coming for a little while. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But this was a more of a substantial trailer than we've had. Okay. So, so have you seen anything about this game yet? What do you mean? Like, other than this? Yeah. Yeah, we've, okay. we've covered a little bit about it on iHorror. Okay. Uh, I saw the first, there was a premiere trailer a f- months ago that just popped up randomly on the PlayStation YouTube feed, and I was like, oh, Cthulhu. Okay. I like Cthulhu, so I cool. clicked on it and watched that. Yeah. And this gave us a bit more to go off of as well, so. Yeah, it sure did. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't very familiar, like, I... I vaguely know about Call of Cthulhu just because of, like, the Metallica song and it's an H.P. Lovecraft story, but I've never read it, so I don't know a lot about it. I also didn't realize that it used to be a a pen and paper RPG in, like, 1981, Um, and this video game is based on that. More than the story. More than the story, which we discovered through our thorough research. Yeah. Not even a joke. We actually did some research, just to make sure. necessarily call it thorough, but, you know, our research shows that it's based on the more based on the game than the than the story. Yep. So I don't know a lot about it, but man, does that trailer make me want at least make me interested to play it. Right. Um it's pretty creepy. Yep. I mean, I guess it has to be. It's about It's Lovecraft. So It's Lovecraft and, you know, yeah. the lore of the underworld and C- kind, well, kind of? Mm, no. No. It's an old god. Oh. Cthulhu's an old god who's oh, just, trapped just... in another plane. So the cultists that you saw will be trying to bring Cthulhu, the Destructor, basically, uh, back. goes for the Destructor? Eh, which would be loosely probably based on Lovecraft. Is that so... right? Okay, well that makes sense. <laughs> I mean... I would be amazed if they weren't inspired by it, considering who wrote Ghostbusters. 
Yeah. No, and and that's totally fair. I mean, they those guys did their research, and why not use something that's already kind of based on something that's there? Yeah. But just give it a comedic spin, and you know, instead of calling him Cthulhu, call him Gozer, and all of a sudden you've got your own. You have a mythos that you can build yeah. around and stuff. But yeah, like Cthulhu is an old god who will okay. essentially Okay, but it's destroy. kind of that same sort of concept. Is there's somebody from a different dimension, and they're just we figure that those cloaked figures are trying to bring him. That's usually what the premise is, and the, that's the idea of the Call of Cthulhu is, okay. that cultists are trying to bring Cthulhu back. Okay. Because there's that one point where, I mean, this this trailer had a couple different parts. You had the, the first part where he, he comes in, we can only assume it's Ed Pierce, because that's the, the main character from the story. Yep. And when he wakes up in the sanatorium, they're calling him Mr. Pierce. Yep. So... But he's kind of walking through, and we see him coming up to the house. We see the the Welcome to Darkwater sign, and then right. we see the house up on the hill, um, and then the gates, and then you see the 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 gravestone of one of the people. Yeah. And I assume that's probably one of the family members who was murdered that he's going to, because he's going to investigate this murder, right? A disappearance so, of a family, yeah. Sure, yeah. And so we just, I, I assume that that's a gravestone for one of the family members, or maybe it's Could just be. a plot for like a Found cemetery family plot, plot. For, yeah exactly yep. um, big old house like that in New England yeah good chance that they'll just bury their family out in the backyard yep um, which is kind of weird in general yeah but but I also kind of get it it's the estate yeah, right? right so the whole family's at the estate yeah okay just if you're a believer in horror and ghosts and stuff it'd just be a little creepy having them right there yeah but that's neither here nor there I suppose well, maybe they shouldn't have built it on top of that cavern full of cultists for the old guy. <laughs> that might have helped things. That might have helped things. <laughs> uh, so as we're kind of as, as he's he's scanning the the gravestone with his lantern, I'm doing the gesture just for Sean. But yep. basically doing like it looks like I'm driving the I'm car. sure they could hear it. Yeah. Yeah, that, my arm makes a lot of noise. Yeah. Um, could have just not said anything because the fan is going. Just like, yeah, true. you can hear that. Yeah. little rattle. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Hear the doctor. Well, yeah, it's got to be the doctor because it's the same voice as at the end. Yeah. And he's kind of coming in and out, and it's very strategic, the things you that are kind of muffled and the things that aren't. Like, uh, his brain is still functioning is the thing that you hear kind of the Super most clear. audibly. But everything else is kind of you're coming in and out, almost like you're coming in and out of, out of consciousness or something. Yeah. So it all, it all plays so well together. Um... Well, and that's, it's playing into the whole sanity theme, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it is going to be almost all Lovecraft, especially games, tie-in sanity. I would be surprised if this doesn't have a sanity meter instead of health. Oh, interesting. A lot of Cthulhu, Arkham Horror, Eldritch Horror stuff has sanity points or sanity rating or whatever. So you can lose by either being physically damaged or going insane. Oh, that has a whole different spin to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Man. So I think what they're playing with is the idea that Pierce is in the sanatorium. Right. And the doctor's talking to Margaret? It seems like it's, we hear it, Margaret a lot. That name seems to come up a lot. So I don't know if that's one of, like, maybe his partner or maybe, like, uh, I, Ed Pierce's partner. Or maybe it's the doctor's, maybe it's a nurse, or maybe it's, I, there's... Researcher, yeah, any combination of people that it could be. Yep. Um, yeah, researcher. Maybe it's somebody coming in to investigate the effects of Cthulhu or the house up in Darkwater. Like it yep. could be any any possibility. But um, yeah, 
but that's we, who that's, we don't know. He's that's talking, who he's talking to Margaret. To. Yeah. yeah, about Pierce. Yeah. So now, are there a lot of Lovecraftian games? Video, not yeah. too many. Okay. Board, tons. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, I do feel like, especially if this one is as successful as it possibly could be, because it looks remarkable. Yeah. Um, could be. Could that kind of open the doors for? It's not easy. No. Well, it's just, how do you... This makes sense, basing it off of the tabletop RPG. That makes a lot of sense to do it. Right. Maybe. They're not super big studios. It's Focus and Cyanide. Mm-hmm. So... Great name for a studio. Yeah, Cyanide? Yeah. For do making you... a psychological horror game? Yeah. Yeah. Have you played any of the other stuff? I don't even know what else they've made. Oh, okay. So you don't know a lot about them? No. Awesome. I will look. Okay. Um, so yeah, anyway, we're, we're traveling through, and so we, then we end up getting to the house, and so then he's still kind of touring. There was a question to answer, wasn't there? This could open the door. Yes, it could. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yes. I was just filling time while you were looking up the, the oh, sign-up. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it could open theoretically open the door between or for future Lovecraftian type. It just makes sense that there would be more like especially again like because of how well done this one looks like graphically it, it looks super cool and if it does work out really well i just don't know does lovecraft have the same pull to a video game audience that it does to a board game audience because cthulhu is huge in hobby board gaming is that huge, right massive probably it and zombies are the two biggest horror things in gaming and there may be close to the same number of games wow cthulhu's huge in board games so that's why i don't like i don't know right if it would open up a lot it would have to be super successful enough well successful yeah or successful enough for focus to go to cyanide who have made oh they made like sticks master of shadows i tried that a little bit it was pretty good okay uh, they make Space Hulk games, which is a board game adaptation. Again, oh, so this seems to be Blood kind of... Bowl, a board game. So that's adaptation. their jam is to that's... take adaptation from board games and turn them into video games. Seems like what they do. Okay. So in that case, yeah, if this does well enough, we might get an Eldritch Horror, an Arkham Horror, where that actually be a really cool video game. I don't know if you've ever played any of them. Probably not. Uh there's some a certain segment of our audience is just like, why does Sean even say that? <laughs> he knows. It, it's, it's, it's I didn't obvious. even say anything. I just shook my head and made a grimace of the face. And I'm pretty sure like 90% of our regular listeners, as Sean said, if you've ever played them, every single one of them probably did the exact same thing. Like, Dave no, hasn't played that. Dave hasn't done that. No. You pick an investigator. Okay. Uh, out of a, depending on how many expansions you have, it, a giant pile and it, the people range from femme fatales to PIs to okay. reporters to professors. So it's just a whole range, and they each have different stats. And then you're going around the town of, I'm pretty sure, well, I'm pretty sure it's called Arkham Horror, so the town of Arkham, Massachusetts, sure. trying to stop whatever the thing is. So if they pick one where Cthulhu's coming back, got to stop the cultists, go through the town. Right. They could do that. You could build a full RPG out of Arkham Horror easy. I feel like we played something similar to that here once. We may we played a touch of evil, which mm, is loosely based okay. on it, but it uses old movie monster kind of horror oh, villains. Oh, maybe that's versus the one I was Lovecraft. Thinking. Okay, okay. 
But I do remember like moving from house to house, and you could only you could only be out. I don't know. There was more. You could move more in the house or something. I can't remember. There was a lot to it. You have a lot of games. And I do. We spent a lot of time. Like there was a period where we would play kind of a new game once a week, and yep. you introduced me to a bunch, and they were great. But now trying to keep them all. Yeah. Straight. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little tricky. I it just could also remember. be Mansions of Madness if it took place inside of one house, and that is uh, Lovecraft. Oh. Because I do have a Lovecraft game, and it's Mansions. I do feel like. There's one that took place inside and outside. Okay. Um, I can almost picture, visualize the... It was like a map, and there was weird worm things. Yeah. And, yep, that's Mansions of Madness. That's Lovecraft. Okay. okay, interesting. They could turn that super easily. It's a yeah. Mansion of Madness. Well, and that's, I mean... Basically what this is sort of feeling like. That's kind of what I was going to say, is like... Yeah. Once we get past that, like, there's the... Basically, it's there's a one shot, and you'll hear it in the end lore where we, when I say like, oh, it's a creepy bust or a zombie bust, yeah, and he picks up the bust of a woman, what used to be a like a probably a pristine bust of a lady, yep, and it's kind of shattered on the bottom, so it's got you know it's got ribbons of glass on it, and then it's got on the the face it's all cut up, and then you, as he's looking at that, you hear some noise, and he looks and he sees. Uh, I guess it's the next shot. He looks and he sees some somebody running. We're not sure who. Yeah. But that that's the beginning of when this it gets super super creepy. creepier. Yep. Because you you follow him through and you see these quick cuts of the of the house and at one point he stops and kind of like turns and you see uh, a a moving painting or a moving yeah. piece of artwork of like some sort of zombie dog. Um. And then he keeps going, and then he goes down, and he he ends up coming to this catacomb or like a, a creepy stairwell or I don't know mine shaft. I don't know what you want to call it, but what it probably is based on most Lovecraft stuff is it would be a staircase down into the cavern. So it's a secret entrance. So he sees that weird light, the yeah. light that does not fit into the rest, mm-hmm. and then there's a carved out staircase that leads down into the cavern where the cultists are working too. Yeah. And those cultists, I mean, you get a pretty good close-up of one of them. Yep, you sure do, when he's strangling Pierce. Yeah, when he's strangling him, and, you know... This is in first person, by the way. Yeah. I don't think we ever mentioned that. It's a first person psychological horror stealth game. Yeah. So, yeah. Man. I'm just thinking ahead to our next section. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Which we haven't recorded yet, but... No. But what's probably coming. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's also hot, so it's going to be shorter today, probably. Because, in case you guys haven't noticed, our summer podcasts tend to be a little bit shorter because it's because it's hot. Because it's hot, and we had to shut the the glass about twenty minutes ago, and it sucks already. Yeah, and the sun came out as soon as we did it. Because that always happens. Yep. It's a little bit overcast, not overcast, but like the sun went hazy. behind a couple clouds. A and haze. It was like, all right, yeah, a little bit of relief, and now there's none. Nope. While he's in that cavern, we kind of see the... It looks like a, a gigantic walk, basically. And there's yep. the, like, a greenish-type fire. It's and a I, pyre urn, essentially. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yep. sure, that makes sense. And, uh, I mean, it's just a, a weird-colored flame, but that could be just the nature of the, the game and just the lighting that they have and everything. Yep. And it's just that weird, ominous light. And as he kind of goes to investigate, like, you pointed out, you, you look at this flame... And all of a sudden, there's just a little tilt of the head. He just kind of turns his head a little bit, and there's these two figures that just come out of the, the shadows. I was like, 
oh, God. And then there's a couple more. And then he turns around, and this thing comes right up at him. Yep. And he doesn't have any eyes. No. Just nose, mouth, some sort of slashes that very much look like the slashes that were on the bust yeah. that he found before. Yep. So the one kind of leads to the other. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe the like they've been down there for so long. I, I don't know. And maybe we just never find out because that's not something that that's not integral to the part of the story. But there's these. Well, you might never know. Could and that's the thing. Like I don't. I would like to know what happened to them, and maybe it will because then it helps you figure out why they're like that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you were playing this game and you never found out why they looked like that, would that taint your experience of the game? No. Yeah. They're creepy enough. Like it's like um, uh, what's that? That game with the fire that, or the the movie with the fire that's burning underground. I think it's based on a game, uh, and the the creepy nurses. Oh, Silent Hill. Silent Hill is that yeah. based on a game? Yeah. Okay. No, game first. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, I mean, you never really figure out why they're like that, but just weirded out by the fact that your first descriptor for Silent Hill, a game and a movie known for its fog, your first thing was, you know, that movie with the fire underground. Like, I don't know what, what? that is. Because the town, it was the... Oh, I guess, did you get my reference after? Yeah, well, okay. once you said the nurses, I'm like, oh, you mean Silent Hill. Oh, yeah, the fire underground. Yeah. But it's mostly about that weird fog, smoke, ash stuff. Yeah, I know. I pick up on weird things when it comes to plots of movies. Apparently. Just, like, yeah, the fire started, so we had to... I mean, the ash comes as a result of the fire. Yeah, yeah. So we're both kind of on the same page. Yeah. I'm sure everybody listening who's played Silent Hill is like, oh, Fire Underground. Yeah, Silent Hill. Have you ever played it? Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's all about that fog. Fair. <laughs> I imagine the fog comes into play quite regularly in the game. Hey? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. it's also draw distance. It's how they were able to allow loading and to not have to worry about having huge draw distance. So when oh, you're playing Grand Theft Auto 4 yeah, now, yeah. it's like, oh, man, I can see that building way over there. Well, PlayStation 1... They don't have that much. PlayStation 1? Yeah. Wow. They don't have that much draw distance. They can't render that much with the tech they have, so they hit it in fog. Makes perfect sense. Yeah, it worked great. Yeah. That's actually a really good workaround. Yeah. Huh. Um, Anyway, so we see these these creepy things. Sorry, do you ever, in the game, did you ever figure out why the nurses are like that? Or in the movie, do we ever figure it out? They're just kind of part of the characters, right? Uh, It depends on the... I can get into a long description now, or I could tell you later, but if you look into it, you can find out what the nurses are, because okay. they are a manifestation of something. Right, okay. So, yes. In any case, if you never figure it out, would it taint your would it taint your enjoyment of the game or the movie? Because... Not at all. They're super creepy. Yeah. And that's all that matters, is that they're super creepy. If I do, and it's not a good reason... It's kind of like, oh, well, that took some of the fun out of it. But if it's a good re- like it makes sense. Oh, they, they take out their own eyes and the skin grows over because that's a part of the summoning whatever. They have to do it. Okay. Sure. To see Cthulhu would kill them instantly, so they have those are precautions. They have to, I don't know. Whatever. Maybe. I mean, any of those possibilities... Works out pretty well for me. But regardless, you see that guy close up, and he is creepy. Yeah. And you just start getting you, as in you being playing peers. First person. That's what that's what they want. They want you thinking you. And you're getting choked. But then there's that 
So that's like the second part. And then there's that weird floating in the netherworld. We don't know what that is. Well, the face, the the weird guy with no eyes, you gotta, blend, like it starts jittering between that and the sanitarium doctor. Yeah. So, and then you, yeah, you get, you had even mentioned astrally. Like that's his astral self gets pulsed out of him. Yeah. It's possible. But it seems like he's shifted planes. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow, like this weird creepy faced slash doctor guy strangles him and he's like it's an out of body experience sort of thing and like yeah. I don't know if he died or like was on the brink of death and kind of pulled. regardless it's like you see bone like and spine and, and like other bodies and then you kind of pull out and it's the one time in the entire trailer you're kind of not in first person because you see what is obviously your body yep floating there like it's dead like it's dead and so which makes sense because you've just been strangled did you notice the squidly movement yeah 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 so it's like i i just don't know what to make of it and then all of a sudden you kind of pull up and then you because you hear hear the doctor saying mr pierce mr pierce and the the nurses are there mr pierce wake up and yep da 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 and he's like oh where what the where the hell am i what what am i doing here and you know the the dreams are real or the and and they're drugging him. They're drugging him, and then he goes black, and then you just see the, like, it's like you see the light of the gates first, and then everything else appears on the Silent Hill, or uh, Silent Hill. Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu, and he's, what we can only assume is Pierce, standing there silhouetted by the gates as he's holding the, the lantern. Right. It looks incredibly creepy. Yeah, it should be. If they stick to the source material, it will be. Well, and that's the thing, right? Is I mean, it's it's Lovecraft. Like, it's very... I, I don't think I've ever read any of his stuff, but I know what it's like, and I know okay. it's just very... You can get it for, like, a dollar. All of it. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Via Kindle. But you can just use the Kindle app on your iPad. Yeah. And just get all his stuff. That might be interesting. Yeah. It's Have all you... the shorts. I've yeah. read... How far am I? I'm like a quarter of the way through. And I've read a bunch of stuff from later as well, like bits right. and pieces. I've read The Call of Cthulhu. Okay. But, so, because the one that I have is ordered chronologically, mm-hmm. I'm in the just finishing the World War One era stories. Oh, interesting. Okay. Now, what was his... Do you know why he was so hell-bent on writing stuff like that? Is it just a different voice and just something that... Like, I mean, was he the Stephen King of his time, or he just came up with these weird things, or... Yeah, he wrote weird fiction. Yeah. Yeah? I love it. Like... Most of it's short. Yeah. Yep. And why not? I mean, I love Poe, and for that, you know, he had kind of that darker side, too, and there's something about that. I don't know. There's something so... I don't want to say accessible about reading something from the darker side of life, because that almost sounds weird, but it's like, it's an escape, because it's not... I don't think that way, right? Right. It's not the easiest. None of them are really easy reads. No, I can't imagine. just the English has changed a lot. Certainly. But they're good. Yeah. They're very good. Yeah. Would you... Are you going to play this game? Yeah, probably. Yeah. This isn't one I'm going to pre-order. Right. But I will watch reviews. I will see if we get a review copy through iHorror or something. And I'll... Yeah. And if they're good... At least yeah. solid. I yeah. definitely give it a try. Because there's some games like, what was the one that 160 hour game that you just finished? Persona Five. Persona Five. Like, if they came out with a second one, I'm pretty sure that you're just you're a or sixth a sixth one? one. Yeah. 
you're just you're pre-ordering that, right? Like it's oh, probably yeah. Yeah. Whereas something like this, it looks cool, and I'm very intrigued because of just the nature of it. I'll get into more of that in the next section, but um, yeah. But it's it's it looks interesting enough that I'm it has piqued my interest, and I'm glad that those who asked us to to talk about it did because it it makes me. Well, I don't know if you would have seen this otherwise. I don't think I would have. So yeah, yeah. And that's a cool thing about a is. E3, but B, this podcast is all of a sudden I'm kind of exposed to things that maybe I wouldn't necessarily be. So while it's not, while we're talking about things that normally might not be necessarily my cup of tea or my, I don't know, I guess just my my area of expertise, Yeah, there are things I'm going, actually, you know what? That seems like it could be pretty fun. Yeah. And terrifying. And where I'm <laughs> living, you know, in this house by myself in a city where I don't know many people and have the ability, like... My curtains are blackout curtains, so I can Ooh. make it super dark in my house. Good. Be a fun game to play at, like, 1 in the morning on a Friday night. <laughs> that seems like a terrible idea. I know! And I think I might do it. Well, I, I might wait and see how... I need a PlayStation before this happens. But yeah. also, you know, see how... If if you play it and if you like it, then maybe like, okay, I'll give it a shot. Well, it's expected in Q4 2017, so sometime in fall, mm-hmm. which means it'll probably come out right around the same time as oh. Wolfenstein, The Evil Within 2, uh, South Park, <laughs> all of that other stuff. I have it right here. What else? <laughs> Wolfenstein and uh, The Fractured Butthole, is that... Yeah, that's South Park. Yeah, Shadow of War comes out October 10th. Right. Uh, so Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario also comes out, but I'm not. Call of Duty World War Two November third. That's 3rd. also really right around there. Yeah. Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed is in that area too. Days Gone. Oh uh, no, that's twenty eighteen. That's twenty eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So there's there's a few of those that are coming out right around there. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, Q four. Great. Super. Thanks, guys. Yeah. That's that's awesome. <laughs> We'll so see, maybe though. I'll wait until the new year, when I finally get a PlayStation. <laughs> if I finally get a PlayStation, it'll happen. It'll happen. It seems like it might. Yeah. I feel like it's more and more imminent. It's just a matter of having that little bit of extra money. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, anything else you want to say about that? Looks great. Very cool trailer. Thank you for the question. Cool. Yeah. Our second video game question is brought to you in part by Wickham Standard Assurances. Are you feeling down? Call Wickham Standard Assurances for their diverse packages, available in both self-esteem boosting, compliments, or their new Emperor package that involves a trio of complimentary friend agents bringing your head image into the new year. That's Wickham Standard Assurances, assuring you in the future. And we're back. Today's second question comes to us from Matt, who asked us, what do you secretly dread in video games? This seemed like a perfect compliment to the to the Call of Cthulhu thing, because there wasn't... Dave and I were talking about it after we finished recording that section, and there wasn't a lot of story. No. Like, there's not a lot that we could talk about there, but it ties in so well to doing the second question as well. Plus, it looks cool enough that we could still talk. We could talk about it for... Minutes, yeah, but. exactly. And I mean... Last week, when we did the E3 one, and we did the... What was the... What was that game that we did the end lore to? Oh, the Evil Within 2. Yeah. 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 So, it seemed like people kind of 
enjoyed listening to us react to a weird horror trailer. Where so, you have no idea what's yeah. going on there anyway. No, so, exactly. So yeah. I was just, we figured we might as well do that so we could record the end lore so we knew what we had. And now we have this great question. So you're the one who's played more video games. So I'm curious to know what, as somebody who is more of a seasoned veteran, what are things that you secretly dread in video games? Because I have a couple answers that may tie into what we were talking about in the first half. So Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you have one that directly ties into the well, first half? Because that might be the best place to start. So, then it's like we planned it, right? So the first one, that game is a is an RPG, right? It'll take some RPG elements, but I'm thinking it'll probably be more like an Outlast or an Alien Isolation. Okay, where it's you've got a story to kind of follow through, and it's got some RPG elements, some stealth elements to it. Okay. Would that be my guess. Concerns me a little bit because I'm not very good at those things. Okay. Like, what's is like it technically? Bioshock Three is that the one I'm playing? I, I, is it Bioshock the the one the, Fallout Three? I'm playing Fallout Three. Okay. Um, and it is like what I know. I was like, I, I there is what, a Bioshock Three, but it's not Bioshock Infinite. But that's a first-person shooter, so I yeah, think no, fine and that, that. so I was like, that's not right. I knew it was a something to do with nuclear war, and I was like, wait, no, Fallout, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Fallout. Yeah, so Fallout Three is very RPG. That's a massive open-world RPG. Yes, I don't know how much I love it. Like, it's almost too much. Okay, and not like I don't. I like open world. Like, I like the I, the the ability to you know like um, Red Dead Redemption and Grand Theft Auto like sure. where you have the open world and you can go do whatever you want but it's kind of up to you to decide what you want to do whereas I, mean, I guess you could that's the same by that definition it's exactly yeah. the same and I just don't know why I'm so dissuaded by Fallout Three and maybe it's because personally I hated the VAT system. That we could throw that into something that's stealth or what was the question? The what do you wording? secretly dread? I yeah, I dreaded the VAT system. I guess that's that, something I didn't like. What's the VAT system? The targeting system for shooting. Oh yeah, no, I don't I like, like that. that at all. I didn't like it at all. I find it really frustrating and kind of un- not useful. It's very necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Later, especially, it is very necessary. See, and I think that kind of ties into what what I'm going with. Like, I like the R- 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 RPG concept right. where you can kind of do whatever you want. So I guess like technically Grand Theft Auto would be an RPG because you're It has a lot of RPG elements. Yeah. yeah. But it's like But it doesn't have the same stat leveling kind of that an RPG does. It, it almost I find it too complicated. And I think that's the thing is like Fallout three is a big first step. Yeah. <laughs> like that's a real big first step. <laughs> Which maybe I just kind of jumped in with both feet and now I'm drowning. Yeah. But it's just it's it's complicated. It's like, you know, weighing it's like playing risk and you're trying to, you know, you're, you're playing again, you know, it's calculating odds and figuring out that. And like, you can try to convince this person, you know, have 31% odds of convincing them, but you can try it anyway. And it's just like, I don't, it just seems very, very complicated and like a lot of extra work. And I don't know if, I just don't think my brain can wrap around that. And maybe because I haven't played enough earlier ones or I guess easier ones or light, lighter that's loads. That's a big or, RPG. Yeah. Like it's a massive RPG and it's got a lot to do and it's got a lot to figure out and it's got a lot to think about. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just it's a little bit too beyond my level of expertise as far as video games goes. And so I found myself like while the concept was cool Yep. I just found myself not necessarily enjoying it as much as other people probably do just because I'm like I don't 
it's just too much. And so to me, that is one thing that I, I guess that I dread is that it's the plot line is going to be too complicated and there's going to be too much going on and I just don't know where to focus or what to focus on or like I have to spend too much time building up these stats so that I can be better at this and like I can like you were saying you have to figure out what kind of character you want to be so you do all these things yep. and then in order to do that then you can go on and do these different type missions I'm like that seems like a lot of work whereas you know at least with but at a certain point you don't have to think about it and that's that's the key what do you mean uh, I have played enough RPGs that I'm like, I want to play a rogue thief. Okay, great. I know what I need to upgrade to make sure that I can play a rogue thief. So right. I know I need to get my stealth up. My agility needs to be high. I need to do this. I should probably go with lighter armors than heavier armors. I need to do that. I've just, I have that background where it is like, okay, this is what I want to do, so I'm going to do it. Okay. So it's just right done. Just fall into place because you've done that enough. Yeah. Interesting. I think that Fallout 3 might be too big to be the first one you're sure. trying. <laughs> that could very well be. You need something that's a little more linear. Yeah. Something that that's... does, I don't want to say hold your hand, but maybe guide you a bit better where it's just like, okay, and maybe it is just get you into a fantasy one where it is, okay, Dave, play Paladin. Heavy armor, sword and shield, and you have some healing magics. Right. And that's what you're going to do. And it's just so focus on that. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about things like Skyrim are while you're doing stuff, the stuff you do the most is what levels. So it's just whatever you end up naturally playing as, that's going to level. Interesting. Which should be the same in Fallout 3, but if you're finding that too much, I think finding a narrower one is probably yeah. a better idea. And, I mean... Because, like, there's, there are tons of RPG elements in Far Cry. You're upgrading equipment, you're upgrading sure, yourself. Sure, and I never had any issue with that. So it, I think it might just be because how wide, how vast Fallout yeah. 3 is... Yeah, and I think it's just, it was so big. Yep. And I was like, it doesn't, I, I almost got overwhelmed. I'm like, it's a video game. It doesn't matter. At some point, you will find something to do. To do. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm trying to, like, I was, when I, when I quit the game, like, when I. When you decided it wasn't for you. Yeah. Yep. I was still, like, I hadn't even gotten to the radio station yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I had just left. Megaton? Megaton. Yep. Because I felt like I did everything there that I could. Yep. At the time, anyway. Because like I, there's recommended levels and there's yeah. stuff where it's just like, ooh, I'm not big enough for this yet. Yeah. Yep. And so I was like, okay, maybe I'll do that later. So I was like, I'll keep following my dad and see where that takes me. Yep. But I don't even know which direction to go to find my dad. And so I was just like, uh, okay. So I ended up going to this other, some sort of town that got exploded and I found these weird spider-looking things who hit me with their tongues or something, and <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what the hell is going on. Yeah, it. the thing with Fallout and Elder Scrolls is it's about making your story. Right. It's not... Like, you can mainline it. You just do the mainline quest, which is like, where it says main, and then you follow that, and you yeah. always click on it, so it's always taking you where you have to go. Right. Or you just walk off and do whatever. But it's just, I'm gonna be... I did this in Oblivion, where it's, I'm going to be a night elf vampire assassin. Great. I'm going to go do that. And there is a game there that you do it. Hmm. So you walk off, and then you find the the Assassin's Guild. And then, so you stick with the Assassin's Guild for a while. Right. And then 
then you get offered to be a vampire. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be a vampire. Hmm. Great. And then you have, there's a story that opens up off of that, but none right. of it's main quest. None of it's ha- holds your hand. It's you have to figure it out, right. get there, and then they'll start offering you missions that apply to that. So that character never touched the main quest. Once I got out of the prologue where it gets you set up with your character, like the Vault in 3 where it's just like, here's what you do, here's how you shoot, here's all that stuff. Once you do that, you can just be like, see ya, to the main storyline and do what you want. You want to be a hunter, buy a house, and get married in Skyrim? Do it. You can. Weird. But that's what those games are, Yeah. right? So that's why I'm like, "Mm, maybe you need something... A little less deep. Yeah. To, to start off, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Try to, you know, stay on the shallow end of the RPGs. Because, like I said, Get used yeah, to like, the system. Yeah. Get used to the idea. It's like, okay, I'm this guy. I have a big sword, and I use some magic. So I've got to level all of this stuff up. I want to be stronger because I do more damage. So right. I'm going to focus on that for yeah. now. And then okay. And then you'll see how it works out. Right. That might be the better way to go then. Okay. So now... Call of Cthulhu probably won't be... It'll be closer to Far Cry than it okay. will be... Well, then that concerns me less. I just see And by RPG... Far Cry, I mean RPG style of Far Cry, where it's just like, maybe you upgrade your lantern, but honestly, I don't even know if it's going to have a lot of RPG stuff. It might be pretty linear. Okay. Interesting. I mean, it's just, there's mild concern, and I guess, because I've never been a tabletop RPG, or I've never, like, it's... When I hear that, I automatically just kind of get a little reticent because the first time it's like, oof, there's a lot I gotta figure out. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it's a lot easier when it's just le- when it's linear or when it's I can drive around and look for things to jump off. <laughs> yeah, can... that's not super RPG. No, but that's yeah. Well, and that's those are the types of games I'm more comfortable with is because they're yeah. less. I guess there's less free thinking. Yeah. They're doing the thinking for me, which is maybe why I play video games is because I want to turn my brain off instead of trying to figure out, instead of like overexert my brain and be like, oh, I need to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Whereas for me, building a different character, it's just like, oh man, I really like doing this. Okay, sure. great. Do, 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 do. And then, then I'm there. My other problem with that is I, I'm a pretty nice guy in the real world and I feel like I still want to be a nice person in Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, do it. But at the same time, it's like, this is your chance to be somebody. You, you can be a bandit. You can be a... That's what your second character is. I guess. It's even with Red Dead Redemption, like, you know, you can you can lower your... I can't remember what the, the thing was, but it's like yeah. you can lower your, your charm level or whatever it is that... Yeah. You know, and the lower it is, the you're not allowed to into certain stores. And I'm like, oh, that could be kind of fun. And ended up just becoming, a like, a highwayman, which could be interesting. But... I never can. Paragon of Virtue. All I want to do is be a good person. Like, when I was offered the... Spoiler alert for Far Cry 3, I guess. Yeah. When I was offered the money to go and explode Megaton by the the guy who ends up shooting the sheriff. What did I say? Far Cry. Yeah, sorry. Fallout 3. You don't nuke anything in Far Cry. No, you certainly don't. Because <laughs> you would kill... But yeah, I was like, oh, I could, I could blow up... I don't want to blow up that town. That sounds like a terrible choice. Yeah. But... It's an option. Why not? Because it's not like that, uh, karmically, that's going to affect me because it's a video game. I'm not actually killing a town full of people. No. That's what your second character is for. Go all renegade. The movie Toys. Do you remember that movie? Vaguely. All I remember is that they were demoing video games and apparently those video games were actually, like, it was 
first person like fighter pilots and stuff like that and these people they were actually I think they were actually bombing cities in in Iraq or something like that and Ender's Game is the same premise it, and yeah yeah I don't remember a lot of it I, it's been years since I've seen Toys I just Fair. Robin Williams is in it so I was like oh this has got to be and I I was like oh I don't think this is for kids <laughs> I'm slightly disturbed yeah. by this yeah it's a, like he's it's him waving and he's got like a a weird bowler type hat on and yeah. it's like oh this seems totally kid friendly oh maybe not no not really yeah okay so we've talked about what is probably my biggest dread is too much depth too much depth never play the witcher alright have I seen that one yeah 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 uh, I think you were there where I was picking dress doublets yeah. that's yeah. okay that's what I was gonna be like almost too deep for me so if it's almost oh, too deep wow. for me don't touch it okay it's a brilliant game, but... Yeah. Even when I was watching, I'm like, this looks cool, and the thought, the sheer amount of thought that goes into something like this is magnificent, but... <laughs> I've just watched Sean uh, pick doublets for ten minutes. This doesn't seem like Ooh. a game I'm super into. Yeah. <laughs> Even in Grand Theft Auto as Nico, I, I, I went on a date with Michelle, and she's like, you're wearing the same thing. I was like, yeah, I haven't bought new clothes. See, but that's just, you don't have to think about that. Right. We're just like, hey, this sweater looks neat. Yeah. Yeah. Now I look like a jackass. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't seem terribly impressed. Mm. According to my stats, I went through my stats the other day. I'm 20% done Grand Theft Auto 4. Okay. I don't know how many missions that, because I assume that's like. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Which means like there's 48 more ramps I have to hit. And, yeah. like, there's a lot of things I have to do. So I don't know if I'm going to 100% this. Yeah. As per our conversation about what do you have to do, like, what will you do or what you're 100% in games or whatever, right? And yeah. I'm not going to 100% this one. There's just way too much stuff. But I've been on three dates with Michelle, and apparently two of them were bad. So, Ooh. yeah. Not enough bowling. No. This, Nico, this go around, I'm like, ah. I'm not really into the whole dating thing. I just want to go around and kill people. So I'm kind of avoiding the whole relationship part. Yeah, but then they phone I know. repeatedly and it's just like, we should do this. I'm like, I'm on my way to something. Yeah, and then your friends are like, you should phone Michelle. She really likes you. I'm like, well... F- fine, I guess. Okay, yeah, I'll phone Michelle. Stupid. So what do you dread? <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> that actually, I could tie that into... Something that I don't like is okay. I don't like essentially that system where they have interruptions in gameplay. Right. And Grand Theft Auto has a ton of that where all of a sudden you get a phone call. It's like, hey, man, we should go do this. And if you don't do it, it lowers stats. They get really angry with you. And then stuff closes off and then other things aren't as easy. And you almost feel like you have to do it to maintain the rating for the relation. Blah, 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 blah. But it's like, okay, I have I have an hour and a half in which I want to play. So I want to get one mission done yep. and then I'll do other stuff. Yep. Start driving to that mission. Phone call. Great. I guess we have to go to the club. Yeah. Okay, fine. That'll take 10 minutes. Then I have to drop you back off at home. Fine. Then you do that. You go back out and someone else phones. Little Jacob phones. And then you have to go and appease him. It's just like, let me do. And then eventually it just gets to the point where either I'm out of time, so I can't do the mission I want to. So, all right, I'm just going to get myself a polo shirt, a moped, and some Uzis and drive around listening to the pop station. Fine. (laughs) Or I have to ignore somebody, but maybe that someone who phones me is the one who I need to up the relationship with. Yeah. Well, it's just like... No, I, I agree. It's let me phone them. 
Yeah. That way it's just like, okay, I've got 20 minutes. That's enough time for me to get my Marcus level up. Great. Totally. No, and I, I absolutely agree with that. Is I, I think it's... Because it starts to feel like busy work. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, fine. You need me to take you somewhere. Okay, we're going to go get food. Let's drive to the Cluckin' Bell. Yeah. Yay, we had chicken. I drive you home. Why did I just do this? I do the bare minimum I, I have to with those. And every now and then I'm like, you know what? I want to play video game darts. And so yeah. I'll phone Roman and be like, let's go play darts. Yeah. And then we go and I kick his ass because Roman is terrible at darts. And yeah, it's I, about the game that I'm best at in Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Right. But I don't... It's my choice to phone him and do that. Yeah. Every once in a while, when, if, it's, if you're putting a character forward where you want to have a girlfriend. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Be like, it's been a couple days. I've been busy. Give her a call. Yeah. See if she has some time. We'll go do something. Sure. Great. Yeah. But when it becomes that thing where you're driving around and it's just, I'm trying to get to a mission. I want to play the game. Yeah. Oh, I have to go do yoga. Okay. Great. Is that actually a thing? In five. Ugh. You don't have to go to yoga. That was actually a mission. There was a yoga mission. But nice. at the same time, it's just like, do I have to? Yeah. Oh, we should go play tennis. That takes like half an hour. Yeah. I guess I could just do a one set, but even that takes 10 minutes. Oh, even then, I would just basically, I'd start and then I'd quit. And be like, oh, we never finished. I'm like, no, we didn't because this is stupid. Often, when I phone somebody for, like, if I'm phoning Michelle or if I'm phoning Roman, it's because my mission ended in the neighborhood where I think they are. Because the other thing, these maps are so big, and if they, you're on one side of the map, it's like, hey, let's do this. And it's like, cool. And then you phone them, or then you then you go to, it's like, pick me up in an hour. And it takes more than an hour in video game time to get to their place. Then they get angry because you stood them up. And it's like... I couldn't make it. Literally, I was on the other side of the map when you phoned. Yeah. That's frustrating. Proximity-wise, it just wasn't feasible. So I'm like, okay, Michelle lives in this area. I'll give her a call right now. It's 3 in the afternoon. Clearly, we can go out and go play darts or go get some food or whatever. Yeah. And fine. I was all about bowling. Yeah. I, li- I liked that bowling minigame. The bowling one's not bad. Yeah. The pool's okay, too. Like pool's okay. Darts and pool and bowling, they're not bad as far as minigames go. And yeah. it's like, you know what? At least it's something. Yep. But yeah, the ones where it's like, hey man, let's go get something to eat. I'm like, oh, I have to spend five minutes driving to you, grab you, then go to a restaurant. Yeah. We don't do anything at the restaurant. It'll cost me $8, which, fine. Whatever. Money's money. Money, yeah. $11,000 or something, so I'm not too concerned about my money. It'll just keep growing from now on. And then I have to take the extra five minutes to drive back and drop you off, and now I can try and go to the other side of the map to do the mission now. Yeah. So I just spent 10-ish to 15 minutes doing something I didn't really care about at all, but had to, or else there would be problems later, or all of that work I did before, when I wanted to, gets reduced. Yeah. Great. Yeah, no, that that is frustrating. And I know we've talked about this one before, and it's along the same lines, but GTA 3, or Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Okay, yeah. When you had to go and work out and you had to eat. And you... you That one was just excessive, though. Yeah, and that's like the thing. Was. Like, And I don't have a lot of... I don't know a lot of games that are like that now. And at least Not now many. it's like, as as the character in Grand Theft Auto 4, 
you eat because you need to regain your health. And yeah, that's the way to eat to re- heal. Yeah, exactly. That makes sense. That's fine. But if you're going along, it's like, you haven't eaten in eight hours. You need to get some food. It's like, okay. You're losing muscle mass. Better work out. Oh, but I just, CJ, I don't care. Yeah. But I want that muscle mass because then your melee attacks are better. And we have jet packling to do. We do have jet packling to do. All right. It's time to go to the gym, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that was a bit excessive. Yeah, but at least we don't. Yeah, so we don't have that. So it's not as, in comparison, it's not as much of a pain in the butt. Yeah, but it's still just. The Witcher had them as well. The Witcher three, right? not in the same sense, obviously, as there's no cell phones. But it was, I would be riding my horse toward some sort of mission, and then an exclamation point would pop up on the mini map, and some of those exclamation points. They're all other missions or things to do, right? Mm-hmm. But some of them only appear that one time. Oh. That's it. If, if you go too far out of the area, they're gone forever. So if you're wanting to do everything... And, and you some want of these, 100% this game. And some of these things are giving you really cool equipment or yeah. something that you want or something that you need. Not necessarily need to finish the game, but the play style you have, oh man, that scroll would really, really help me sure. out. If you don't do it right then, right now, gone. Well, that's dumb but the person's not there anymore because the person's only there for that amount of time because it's a living world so that it makes sense from that standpoint yeah but at the same time it goes back to those times where it's like okay i have an hour and a half before work i have time to game i'm going to game i want to get that one mission finished so i gotta go across the map oh look there's an exclamation point i guess i am going to be or it might have been a question mark but whatever whatever yeah Oh, there's that, there's that point. Yeah. I guess I got to go do that, because if I don't, it might be gone forever. Oh, wow, this one really didn't matter at all, and it took me the whole time. Yeah. And I got something that I'm going to sell for some gold. Well, that was my time. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, that does sound frustrating. Yep. Is there anything else that you can think of that you dread? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, how about a final boss that has a mechanic you haven't seen yet? Oh. I hate that. I hate when you've played a, an entire game, learning the systems, and you're mastering it, and putting it all together, and then you reach a final boss, and either there's a mechanic you've never used before, or it does something completely different mm-hmm. that you haven't had any experience with at all. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn it at that point, especially if you can't save right before the boss. So if you have to like oh, do a level, yeah. get to that boss, and then all of a sudden it's just like, oh, okay, this is a completely different thing than I was expecting. So I I guess i got to learn this by replaying this level every time to get back here. Yeah, that would be really frustrating. And that's... I feel like that is kind of the, I don't want to say the downfall, but when you do, just bad programming, I guess, when you don't have that save built in just before the boss, that's really frustrating. And like, I know Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, none of them have saves right before bosses. Okay. They don't. But at no point did I ever feel like it was unfair. Right. Beyond what it's supposed to be. Sure. They're supposed to be hard. These games are supposed to be the hardest games, some of the harder games that are available. Okay. So it's just like, okay, fine. But I am using what I have been learning to use the entire time. I just have to figure out patterns. I have to figure sure. out new styles. They do something I've never seen before, but I should still be able to use what I have. Because I've developed enough skills throughout my 30 to 80 hours of gameplay to figure out 
to have the the mechanics that I need in order to figure this out. Figure this out. Yeah. But if it's something brand new, it's like I don't know that. Yeah, that that would be really, really, yeah. really annoying. Or you need an item you don't have at a final boss. Has that happened to you? Oh yeah. So then what? You're you backtrack or you give up. Final Fantasy Thirteen. I basically needed a thing, uh, some sort of anti-death spell item. Okay. And I was apparently supposed to get it like ten hours before. But I didn't for some reason. So I just went, all right, screw this. I'm not backtracking for something no. that I hadn't needed in the 90 hours I had played up to that point. Yeah. But now I need it for the final boss or this boss. I don't even know if it was the final one because right. I just stopped. But it's just like, so I needed this. There's no way I can finish it without this item. And I never needed this item before. Yeah. In 90 hours of play. So why... Like, why am well, I going to backtrack 10 hours? You would think that they would, there would be some sort of prohibitive thing that didn't let you get too far gone without getting it. I thought. Logically, that makes sense. Would have been nice. Yeah. But yeah, like that was a, frustrating. No doubt. Yeah, that would have been super, super annoying. Yeah. I huh. thought because I had balanced everything, I had gotten through no problem, but yeah. I guess I just missed it somewhere or... Maybe I even had it at one point and sold it because I'm like, I've never seen this. If that's the case, I should have known better and just right. kept it. But the idea of having only one way to finish a final boss where if you can't finish it, you're just screwed is... That's asinine. That's annoying. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think if there's anything else I have. Like, I don't, I don't think I play enough yet to know, to have these things come up. Because I kind of play one genre, two genres, because I'll play yeah. sports games and stuff too. But yeah. I mean, in that sense, and it's talking about mechanics and everything, I dread playing newer versions of games, especially like hockey games and stuff like that. Where they slightly tweak something? Where they slightly tweak something, and it's like, oh, in order to make it more realistic, you have to stick handle yourself, or, you know, you. I, I miss the days where it's you, you have a B button and an A button to shoot, because it's. You can't set it to that. Can you? Yeah. Okay. All of the new ones have like NHL 94 mode where Perfect. it's just like two buttons and stick or D-pad. Because I mean, even like early 2000s when we played NHL 2K something or other yeah. at, at that place in, in Breezebois, yep. that wasn't too, that wasn't overly complicated. No. That was fine. But then they got to that point where it's really finesse shooting and you know. Skill sticks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I didn't particularly love that and then eventually you get good at it you just play it enough but but i don't play enough video games to get that like i'm not gonna play and it i mean maybe i will if i if i have more time but well will you use the skill bat in the show because you can bat using the joystick i mean i would i i like the idea of because that's how we did in two in 2k12 was with, with the, the joystick and yeah i seem to be okay with that but it was just I don't know, there's, it just seems there's more to it in hockey. But that's something that's always put me off getting... It's basically the same. Is it? Yeah. Okay. It, it's put me off getting newer versions of the hockey game because it just seemed like it was... You don't have to ...complicated use it. for the sake of being complicated. You just go into the controls. You don't have to use it. You hmm. can reset anything. You can do auto-shot aim, auto-shot. You can... So it's okay. just like up straight and it'll always take what it feels is best. And I mean, like, here's the the... Catch twenty two is I like the idea of being able to try and aim because it makes it more realistic. It just yep, it's 
so precise, and it's just so... Yeah, yeah and then that's just time. Yeah. Yep. Uh, maybe that's what I dread, is putting too much time in. But having to put that much time to become good at something so I can compete with people I'm playing online against online. Yeah. The online's a different beast, yeah. Yeah. And I don't even mean, like, strangers. I mean, you know, if my brother and I happen to be playing, or I guess you and I happen to be playing NHL from two different cities or two different locations, even if I was still in Calgary, just, like, I feel like you're better, good enough that you would own me if I didn't get good enough at the at the controls. Maybe. I have been playing them for a long time, so... And I have not. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something I kind of get warded off by, is just how finicky something has to be. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else for you? Uh, what about random timer missions? Ugh. Games that aren't timed that suddenly insert a timer. Yeah. Or just like, hey, guess what? You have two minutes to do this. Do it now. That is kind of frustrating. Do you know where you're going? No, doesn't matter. It's one minute and 11 seconds. Ten. Yeah. Nine. And, like, there's obstacles in your way that you have to get over. So you're looking at the timer, you're looking at the map, and you're trying to avoid things, and all of a sudden there's just this big wall in front of you. It's like, where the yeah. hell did that come from? Like, Dread might be strong for that. I just... They can get frustrating, where it's like, okay, no. If they're just side missions, fine, but yeah. if it's a mainline story mission where you have to do it in this amount of time, and that's never come up before, and it doesn't come up after, it's just... It's just that one time. Why? Yeah. Why did you put this in here? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever play, like, on your side missions, or on games with side missions, did you ever do the racing ones? Like, when you yeah. had to, oh, to yeah. race around the island and stuff? Sure. Yeah. It's I'm, a nice break. Yeah, I suppose. And I mean, like, that's why I like doing the... And I do like games with the side missions for those reasons. And I I get why... I guess maybe Grand Theft Auto was trying to get you to take a break from the actual main storyline. So there's other options for things you can do. Yep. And I appreciate that, but it's let me do it on my terms, not your terms. Yeah, well, I don't mind it if they're just like, hey, man, come do this street race, and then that unlocks your ability to street race. Sure. So if you just have to do one, and then it's like, yeah, good job. If you ever want to do that again, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Because I could, in Far Cry 3, I could race people on the island and stuff like that, and, yeah. which was fine, but I just, driving, I'm so bad at driving. <laughs> again, you'll get better at it. And, I'm okay. There's universal, basically, universal driving controls, so at yeah. a certain point, it's just like, okay, this is go, this is back up, this is e-brake, great, let's and go. Just a matter of trying to figure out how to drift and just control it and everything like that, and you yep. get better, it's just, those guys are so good. Yeah, they are. Which, I guess, you don't want it to be an easy win. Like, you, no. you have to make it a challenge. Yep. And I appreciate that. So it's not something I dread, it's just, I, the racing side missions are not something I will often do, and going, again, going back to that conversation about... 100%ing a game. If it has uh, like street races that you need to win in order to, to 100%, I will not 100% a game. <laughs> because I just I will try them and if I don't do them then I'll leave them and if I don't get back to them I'm not that yeah. fussed about it. Um, but it's, if I It's street racing. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, Great. Exactly. But it is. It's a nice break. It's yeah. like, oh man, I, I just did two heavy missions. I'll do a little bit of racing. Yeah. yeah. And that's why in GTA 4 right now I'm Going through all the... Every now and then, I'll go back to the internet cafe and steal another car for Brucey. I'm like, perfect. I get a little bit of money, and I get to just go steal a car, and... Yeah. You know, sometimes I just steal it right from... Like, the last one I stole, the guy was buffing it. I literally just went up and opened the door and drove it away. Whereas other ones, I 
I ah. just shot them. I'm like, you know what? Ah. I'm taking this. Bam, bam, bam. And you just shoot the guy, right? Like, yep. Some days you, your mood depends on, on what you want to do, right? Exactly. So, so it's yeah. nice having that extra stuff yeah, to do. totally. Yeah, so I'm not opposed to the street ra- racing missions. It's just there's a good chance if they're there, I want 100% a game. Yeah. So. Gratuitous yeah. jump scares. I mean gratuitous. Where it's just like, bleh! Why? why? I, I don't, don't know if that. I've played enough horror games in order for, to to have experienced that. Let's take them out of horror games, because I've played some shooters that just have gratuitous yeah, fair. jump scares. Yeah. It's like, why am I having to walk towards... Okay, so I'm walking towards a guy who looks dead, so he's going to jump at me. Blah. Yeah. Awesome. What was... Uh, like, are you trying to make me fail? Yeah. Horror games, I get. That's Some of them, that's the point. It's right. Like, oh, man, it's just going to startle me a bunch, and that's great. Wee. But... <laughs> When they're randomly just in other stuff, yeah. Why? Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you found something that works, and now it's just you're going to exploit that and exploit it almost to a fault. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. There's a lot of games that have the almost dead guy who all of a sudden isn't dead. It's like, oh wow. It's like seven. <laughs> 95 was a good year for... Seven the video game. I'd play that. Totally. Actually, <laughs> probably be a really great video game. Probably. Probably an open world RPG. Well, maybe. I don't know. Hard to say. Well, maybe not. Like an L.A. noir. Yeah. Yeah, it seems interesting. Yeah. That and my dinner with Andre. Tell me more. Well, that seems like as good a place to quit as any. Uh, you, Mr., Mrs., and Miss Internet are the lifeblood of our po- or Ms., uh, doesn't matter to me, are the lifeblood of our podcast, just, and we just want to Just ask- keep adding more. Yeah, exactly. Monsieur. Senior. Yeah. You, Senior Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Do you want to chat with us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord, and we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at the Guys From. Or write a good Lovecraftian type story. Make it good enough that somebody wants to turn it into a board game. Then maybe Cyanide might turn it into a video game. In that game, as some sort of secret entrance to either secret world or secret cave or something, have the question written to us almost like in a in a script or a calligraphic type message on the wall or in a book or something, and we're we're bound to find it and read it. Because if I've displayed anything, it's that I do all the things I need to do to 100% a game. So I'll answer it. And that sounds way easier than tweeting at Dave. Totally. Like, if nothing else. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there is to leave us a rating or a review. Or and or a review on Apple Podcasts. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Pocket Casts, Two Thumbs Up Media, Player FM, Podbean, Stitcher, you name it, we're probably there. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, I think we recently talked about this movie, and I can't remember why or what the context was. Plus, I've had the underscore stuck in my head for the last three hours. You should go and watch The Blues Brothers. Sean? <laughs> On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this podcast, as we were told, as a mission, 
from God. We also write articles on things like music. I don't know why Dave didn't jump in there. I basically was building off of his own reference, but we write our articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies. Maybe Dave will write about the Blues Brothers, the Simpsons, you name it, we probably write about it. If I was to write about the Blues Brothers, where would I find that article again? Were you to read it after? Yeah. www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs, and much more, probably on the Call of Cthulhu and all of the horror-y stuff, like The Evil Within 2 and all that sort of thing. And also, I recently guested on another podcast. You uh, hussy! <laughs> from somebody who, when we started, had his own other podcast. Uh-huh. On episode 50 of The Third Space podcast, uh, I came on and joined them to talk for an hour about ghosts and Beetlejuice and what if the world was a giant truck filled with soup. Yep, that's exactly what happened. So, if you would like to hear that and listen to something that's quite an entertaining and geeky ride... Look for The Third Space. It's available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found. They are getting, they are rolling out to more and more services. But if you look on Apple Podcasts or Pocket Casts, it is definitely already there. Well, there you go. Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Carefree. This has been episode 173 of the Guys From Podcast, The Old Gods Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by this very, very long list of things that I'm going to say right now just to make Dave sit in the heat a bit longer. Just that little bit longer. Stuff like plants. Corn. Tigers. Games. Thread. String. You're a real piece of work, you know that? We're doing a trailer reaction first off. Yeah. You have never seen this trailer. I have not. So I think we've discovered that the best of Endlores are when you're watching things for the first time. Yeah. When really people just get to listen to the trailer and then the odd time where I go, what the hell? Yeah. Get her. Get her. (laughs) Yeah. So you guys seem to like it and we seem to enjoy it. So that's what we're going to do. So this is for Call of Cthulhu. Right. From the E3 2017 trailer. Right. Dark water. That bodes well. And here is the in a way his hands and the subject's brain is still functioning. 
Oh. Awesome lighting. Yeah. I like it already. It looks super creepy. Nice haunted house feel to it. Whoa! And like a zombie bust. Is that a painting? That was a painting. So this is in the Harry Potter mansion. Yeah, it'd be winded too. <laughs> that was a lot of running with yeah. a lantern. Right? So you're only pumping one arm. What? Oh, good, a mine shaft. That's a weird hairbrush. It's like the army of the dead from the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> Having your mouth agape doesn't really translate to I know. <laughs> well, there's not much I... I'm just... Trying to keep up? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. I have no idea what's going on, but... It's amazing. Like a spine over there? Yeah, he's floating or swimming or... Mm, there's not a lot of swimming happening. No. Everything is fine. I don't think everything is fine. It was just a nightmare. I was there. You have to rest. No, but the dreams that they were real. Only time can heal this is like death tunnel. <laughs> what the hell? And this game comes out later this this year, theoretically. In theory. Yes. Huh. Um, science nope, practice. apparently that pause didn't work. You guys really just wanted to hear that Nerf commercial, didn't you? Oh my god, Nerf is so great! <laughs> 